could probably spend four hours in that place. I think so. Amen. Well, good morning to people who are online this morning. And uh, before I get started ministering the word, uh, things are changing so quickly uh, on a state level and a local level uh, with COVID and so on. Uh, Both governors and both states are putting out... uh, Updates on a pretty regular basis uh, on, on uh, Friday and also uh, during the week holding conferences and so on. They're expecting things to uh, get a little worse. Uh, so if your name isn't on our list or if you've changed your um, cell phone or your address in the last year or so, uh, please come and check it out uh, to make sure that's right. A couple of weeks ago when we tried to call uh, the entire list um, with updating news on Kevin, uh, many of the phone numbers didn't work. Uh, and, and when I send an email out, uh, sometimes I get a lot back uh, as undeliverable. So uh, with the changing times that we're in to keep you all informed and to keep you all abreast of uh, what's happening, uh, we really do rely on that list to, uh, for contact. And so if you haven't checked it out uh, in uh, a little while, uh, check out the list. And if it's wrong, just cross it out. Or if your name's not on the list, uh, there's space on the third page. Just write it right in there. And I will uh, add that to the group email list so you're uh, kept up to date. So on a COVID level, uh, we are asked to maintain social distancing. I see some masks in the audience. Thank you very much for that. I appreciate Uh, your willingness to wear the masks and so on. Uh, If you're within six feet of each other, please do wear a mask if you're not of the same household. Um, And then, of course, we do want to try to, uh, good girl, girl, Uh, you know, as we um, are a family that loves to hug and embrace each other uh, for those purposes, let's try to refrain from that uh, and just... uh, uh, do the the fist bump or so on. Ray has his hand up. I... Uh-huh. You better rephrase that. Rephrase. Yeah, yeah. But if you're of the same household um, and you are not wearing a mask from the guidance of the CDC, that's better than if you're not of the same household and you are sharing uh, within six feet a car, for instance, or so thank you for clarifying that. That's my brother right there and keeping me on the straight and narrow. I love him. He's uh, watching out for me all the time. And uh, praise the Lord. Uh, as we get into the word this morning, um, I don't know where Ben is, but Ben always asks me what the title of the word is after, and I like draw a blank every time. So the title of this word is Experiencing Hope. Amen. And uh, you'll come to see why as I get through the word. But um, as I just kind of talk to you for a little bit, um, you know, those people who are in, you know, corporate America uh, and run projects, there are a number of um, ways to run projects that uh, you can be taught, uh, all kinds of uh, formulas and all kinds of uh, tools that you can have in your toolbox, depending on what 
kind of project you run, but most all of the projects that are run from all of the different tools and all of the different methodologies and all of the university trainings and so on, many of them have a phrase that I want to bring up this morning, and that's called uh, critical path. Uh, generally, the leader of the project uh, tries to consider what is the critical path in order to get the end result achieved. Right? They want to focus their teams on the things that are the most important, the things that, uh, if they're not done, they will hinder the end result. And they try to stay out of the weeds, right? There's with every project, even through life, there are places of weeds that we can get into that in the end, they don't really matter, right? Uh, the things that um, don't have the impact that you want them to have. And so when we use the term, you're down in the weeds, that's a term like you're stuck in the mud. If you're paddling a boat in a kayak or a canoe and you get stuck in the mud, uh, oftentimes that hinders progress, right? So you don't want to be in the mud, you don't want to be in the weeds, you want to be in the critical path, right? And so, um, I, you know, as I am seeking God in these days, at least for my life, I'm asking what's the critical path in these days. I don't want to spend time on the things that are the weeds. I don't want to spend time on the things that aren't going to produce the fruit and produce the outcome that I've expected. And, and the, I guess the reason that I'm saying this is because, in, at least in my prayer time, I hope it's the same for you. Uh, but I have a sense that God um, is already putting us on a course of increasing the answer to prayer, increasing the cry of his people, increasing the answer uh, to the places. And there's something in God's heart uh, in the season that we're in where he wants us to be praying on an individual basis to ask very specific things so you know that that circumstance was changed by the intervention of God, the intervention of the Father in your life as an answer to prayer. And sometimes we take things for granted and we just take things by chance. And when things change, we're like, oh, I'm so glad that changed. Or I'm so glad the end result came out that way. But in the days that we're in, there's something in the heart of the Father that wants you to know on a very personal level. It's great to gather in numbers, right? One puts 1,000 to flight, two puts 10,000, and on and on. There's a multiplication. So it's really great to um, be here on a Wednesday night in prayer and intercession. There's absolutely a place for that, uh, to be with the brethren. Uh, all through the Bible, it speaks of uh, when heaven was moved, when people came together. Uh, think about the upper room experience. It said they were together in one place praying. And uh, the Holy Spirit came and laid on each one of them to, as of tongues of fire. So I'm not trying to shift the focus from corporate prayer, but I am trying to ask you uh, to increase your time in personal prayer, in personal time, because I'm finding out that in personal time, the, when I'm crying out to God for very specific things, he is answering. He is uh, causing me to understand that he is listening to the prayers of his people and he's answering them and he wants you to know at, at, an, at a most 
intimate and personal level, the reason that situation changed, or the reason that answer came, or the reason that uh, event happened is because I prayed. And he wants you to know that at a very personal and intimate level. And so when I'm talking about critical path this morning, and I'm talking about the things that we need to be aware of, I'll just ask you, how many of you spent more than an hour of prayer this week? You know? And so uh, it's critical path. It's critical path. In the season that we're in, we're going into a winter where all of the uh, announcements by the media and all of the places, uh, there's so much fear in the world, there's so much anxiety, there's so much stress. But in spending time with the Lord in prayer, hope is experienced. Amen? Amen. And I'm saying that in past tense because when you're uh, functioning in, in stress and anxiety and you end up spending time with the Lord in prayer, that's a place and a season of time where you recognize change in your own life and you experience hope. You experience change. And there's something in God right now that really wants us to dig deep into that place uh, so that we know that we know that we know that God is hearing our prayers. His eyes are upon us. His ears are attentive to our cry. Amen? Do we need to pass the hat around this morning? No? <laughs> we get somebody in the audience fighting over a hat. Praise the Lord. We'll have to get all hats. We could come in next Sunday. and I think I might have a, one of my dad's old uh, western cowboy hats. That He's got one? Yeah? I think I might. I don't know. I have to look. I'd probably, probably go over to my mom's house. We could all wear western hats. Yeah? That's a nice one. Praise the Lord. All right. Um, when I talk about critical path and the things that are more important than other things and being in the weeds, um, and then we start talking about prayer, I want you to understand that there are things about prayer that are very dynamic and very different. Prayer isn't defined as one method. It's not, there's a lot of ways to experience prayer and there's a lot of ways to, um, to be partaking of that. Some of the prayers that we often offer are, oh God, um, they're five seconds long, right? And after we pray them, we kind of forget about them and God hears those prayers, but it's, it's kind of like, well, how important was that prayer to you? Um, how, how, how much of an impact are you expecting to make with a five-second prayer, right? And we, that's part of who we are. That's our discussion with God. I'm not poo-pooing that at all. There's a place for that, and it should happen. That ongoing discussion with God that's a rolling out experience. Um, but then there's prayer that is a little more focused. Uh, maybe a, a, a 10-minute prayer, five five-minute prayer, a 30-minute prayer uh, that's a little more focused because it's more important to you. It's more of a critical path than the five-second prayers, right? And then there's prayer that go on for weeks and weeks and weeks. And those are the things that you're so passionate about and that you're so unwilling to give up and you're so unwilling to abandon until you see change. Those are the prayers that you have decided 
amongst your own understanding that that's critical path. Those are the things that need to take place. And so as I begin to talk about the different kinds of prayer this morning, there is prayer of thanksgiving, right? We're in a season of time where you can thank God and you can love uh, and thank him for the commitment in your life. You thank him for all kinds of uh, things. And this kind of prayer is really born out of humility, right? You're grateful for his intervention in your life. You're grateful that, he see, that you see the hand of God in your life. And that's a critical place to be. That's, a, that's an important place to be, that prayer offers up the kind of prayer of gratitude and thanksgiving and the acknowledgement for his hand in our life. You know, at, when I first thought about bringing this message, I thought, well, could I do the seven-point scale or could I do the nine points or could I do there's all these tools you can use? And I thought, no, the Holy Spirit wants to do something very unique in every single person. And if I give you a formula, or if I give you some, those are good because it teaches us to pray through things, right? But in the day that we're in, the Holy Spirit wants to impress upon you what works for you and what is, can be spelled out or experienced by you as an individual. So I'm reluctant to give you a, a seven-point step-by-step. Uh, I'm not you know, discouraging that. Uh, if that ministers to you, absolutely you know, follow those steps. But I think in the day that we're in, God wants the ongoing perpetual relationship with his children that isn't based on some formula, right? And so as I talk about project work and formulas, I put all of that aside, and I'm thinking all right, all I really need to do is hear your voice. All I really need to do is bear my heart. All I really need to do is find a place of connecting with you on any level, and that's prayer. And so when we talk about prayer of thanksgiving, when you offer prayer in thanksgiving, you're bearing testimony. I want you to understand that's more than just, oh, thank you, God. That's bearing testimony in the natural and in the heavenlies of who God is in your life. And I want you to picture your adversary uh, listening in to the voices, the words that you're speaking. And when you start declaring God's goodness and his intervention in your life and your, faith and your gratitude for him, it's bearing testimony. It's bearing a witness it's letting everything around you know, and it's changing the atmosphere. It's changing the atmosphere because the devil comes to steal, cheat, and destroy, and lie, and to discourage you. And when you're caught up in a place of bearing witness of the thanksgiving and the goodness of God, it changes the atmosphere. It changes the circumstances and the spiritual atmosphere that is around you. And so if you found uh, goodness in that, I want you to keep doing the prayer of thanksgiving and gratitude. It gives God the credit for what's going on in your life. It takes the credit away from happenstance. It takes the credit away from circumstances and situations. It takes the credit out of the last book that you just read or the last sermon that you just heard, and it brings it to God. I'm grateful. God, that you're unfolding this in my life. <clears throat> Amen? 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 
Are you amening or are you having a conversation here? Okay, no conversations. You have to listen to this word. Amen? Because God wants you to understand prayer and the change that is coming. Amen? Good girl. It gives God the credit. It silences the places of doubt. It silences the spirits of uncertainty. This kind of prayer, <clears throat> excuse me, rightly positions God as the one true source of truth. I want you to understand that prayer of thanksgiving goes far beyond just, oh, thank you for that. It bears witness in the natural and in the heavenlies, and it testifies of who God is in your life. It changes atmospheres. It changes the motivation of the surroundings, and it puts God in charge. It puts God in control. And that's why it's so important that we understand that there are different types of prayer. There are different types and different ways of communicating with God through a heart of humility, a heart of gratefulness, a heart that's, that's appreciative. Amen? Amen? Are you with me? It says in Proverbs chapter 3, 6, In all your ways acknowledge God, and he will direct your path. And when you're acknowledging God about his goodness and you're bearing witness of who he is, you're bearing witness to the critical path that you've decided is more important than all of these other things, mowing the lawn, washing the dishes, cleaning the dirty socks, all the things that we have to do on a daily basis, right, weekly basis, your deciding critical path is to connect with my Father, to connect with the God of heaven and that I appreciate what he, who he is in my life. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. In 1 Thessalonians 5.16, it says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Jesus Christ for you. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Do not quench the spirit and don't despise the prophecies. Test all things and hold fast to what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. And so when we're giving thanksgiving and we're, we're bragging on God and we're voicing his goodness in our lives, it tends to put the spiritual atmosphere around you in a realm where God is king. God is the authority. God is the one who has started your life and has promised you he'll be faithful to complete it. Amen? There's prayer of repentance. Another critical path that... Uh, we've got to understand and make it such an integral part of our lives. This kind of prayer is intended to be really, really honest with God. It's the kind of prayer that admits the obvious. It's the kind of prayer that doesn't try to uh, explain away circumstances and put a different light on the situation. It's the kind of prayer that is so honest before God that there is a discussion with God back and forth. Amen? Amen. Are you following? Amen. He already knows all of the situations and circumstances, but when you come to God and you're trying to spin it differently into a different light, God is like, well, that's kind of not the way I see it. 
That's kind of not the way it happened. That's kind of not the way it is. And, and let me tell you, when there is unity between heaven and earth, it's in that place where all things become possible. It's in that place where the healing of the heart takes place, the changing of the mind takes place. Repentance is a wonderful experience intended to be experienced by God, not woe is me, I'm undone, I'm so ashamed, I'm belittled, I can't come to God, I can't. It's none of that. It's God. Amen. I've experienced something less than who you are. And I want to talk to you about that because I've struggled with that for for days or weeks or years or months or whatever it is. And I'm so desiring to become your word, to become a demonstration of who you are. Father, I'm asking you for help because this is the plain vanilla of how I see it, of how things are. And it's a place of being so honest with him that a covering comes over you. Now a covering comes over you of protection. While you're working it out and while his wing, the shadow of his wing overshadows you and allows you to be in a very tender, in a very special place. And that's where transformation changes. And that's where you discover all over again that he is a loving father and that he is uh, able to change any circumstance because you've come to him and you've had this discussion with him and he hears your heart and the struggle that is in your life. Amen? Amen. David said in, in Psalms 51, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. You see, there was a discussion that the writer was having with God that was so real and so personal and so uh, one with God. Amen? Amen? Amen. What are you guys doing back there? Are you listening? Yeah. It doesn't look like it. Oh my gosh, you guys are too much. You guys are too much. Um, there is, in Mark chapter 11, whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive them, that your Father in heaven may also forgive your trespass. Again, it's a place that senses where the heart is and is just transparent, intending to be transparent and real before God so that change can happen. Amen? <clears throat> there is a prayer from a position of warfare intercession. This kind of prayer, you're partnering with God. In his word, you become militant. Where you are clothed with an enormous amount of authority. You're clothed with garments. You're clothed with weapons. You're clothed with places of a mantle of representing God, representing heaven. You're clothed in a place of where 
you're interceding on the, with one heart of God and, and heaven and earth become connected as one. This is a place where strongholds are broken. This is a place where demonic forces are silenced. This is a place where evil plans of the adversary are uncovered and exposed. That you look in and you see things going on that are not of God and not right. They're not righteous and they're not born of truth. <clears throat> this is a place where you navigate <clears throat> through the change. You find the differences of what should be versus what, what is. And you declare the change in the circumstance until what ought to be is. It's a place of authority where demonic forces are pushed back and their plans are replaced by light and truth. It's a place where certainly the certainty of death, if nothing changes, the certainty of death and destruction are met with a life-giving power and the hope and the truth and love. It is a redemption, it is a place of redemption. It's a place of deliverance. And it's a place where governments are impacted, both the governments of heaven and the governments of this world. It's a place <clears throat> where an individual person <clears throat> operating and the authority that God gave them to function can be shakers of everything that the devil tries to do or has assembled or the strongholds or the principality and the powers. Prayer is so much more than just hope. It's the active participation of seeing the atmosphere change. It's the, it's the releasing of the word of God to go out and have an impact. This is what God is looking for in the days that we're in. He is looking for a place to show himself strong. He is looking for a place where somebody on the earth can be one with his heart, one with his word, one with his mind, and know how to function and know how to operate, release the word, and be as God is. Amen? What an amazing and a powerful place. It's a place where even the natural laws... Of, the, of this land are subject to the word of God. Even the natural laws. As it begin to close, there's a story in Joshua, in uh, Joshua chapter 10. Joshua was ascending uh, from Gilgal and he and the armies were warring against a people, men of valor. They were men of valor. They were uh, God's army in the, in the land. God said to them, don't fear them, for I have delivered them into your hand. Not a man of them shall stand before you. And he's announcing that again today in your life. Right. Do not fear Amen. the reports that are coming through the atmosphere and coming through the media and coming through the places. Your destiny has been written about from the foundation of the world in the book of life. 
Joshua therefore came upon them suddenly, having marched all night from Gilgal. He was tired, and he was determined. I'm not going to give up. How many of you have wanted to give up just in 2020? I have like 17 times. It's just really, really hard. But then I get in the presence of the Lord, and I get a different perspective. I get a different understanding, and my mind changes, and my heart starts to change. Well, Joshua was having, having marched his army all night from Gilgal and routed them before Israel. And it says in the word that they started uh, the slaughter at Gibeon and he chased them on the road and he, he's chasing them down the path. And the word tells us literally that God was engaged in this battle by throwing rocks from heaven. And it says more people died from the rocks being thrown out of heaven than died by the sword. I want you to understand that whether you're doing prayer out of thanksgiving, prayer out of repentance, or prayer as a mighty warrior, there is far more going on in heaven than what you can sense in the natural. God is operating in the spiritual realms far beyond what you can understand with your mind. And that there will be a day where you see, wow, if I'd have known that, I'd have pressed in even harder. And God is announcing in these days that he is very active and he's alive and he's hearing your voice. Amen? Amen. There was something in Joshua's heart that wanted this to be over. How many of you want certain things in your life to be over? In that day, Joshua was fighting, and he's like, I've been at this for a long time. I've been pursuing. I'm tired. The men are weak. This has got to end today. The problem is the sun was going down, right? And it was getting dark in the land. And the problem is when the adversary has time to regroup because of the darkness and replan their thoughts, oftentimes the battle changes the next day because they're taking a different form of an approach. Well, Joshua knew that. And he's like, it's got to end today. I can't allow this adversary to sneak off into dark places just so I can meet him again on a different day. And Joshua was like, this has got to end. And through prayer, Joshua commanded the sun and the moon to stand still. Can you imagine? There is no technology on the face of the earth in our day that could produce that kind of uh, change in the atmosphere on a global scale in all of the heavens. Cannot be done. But that's the kind of power that you have through prayer when you're pursuing your adversary, and determined that today it's going to end. And I'm going to experience victory. And he commanded the sun and the moon to stand still, and the word tells us for 24 hours it stood still, and it was completed on that day. That's the kind of authority that you have as a child of God in the spiritual realms. Amen? Are you with me? The sun stood still over Gibeon and the moon in the valley of Ajalon. So the sun stood still and the moon stopped till the people avenged, had revenge upon their enemies. 
Is it not written in the book of Jasher? Jasher is one of the books that's not in the Bible, but it was written about uh, biblical principles. So uh, if many of you have probably read the book of Jasher. So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and did not hasten to go down for about a whole day. And there had been no day like that before, ever. What about Jesus walking on water? Can you walk on water in the natural? No. But Jesus is operating in, a, in an area where he says all things are possible. And if you need to walk on water or you need to go through doors or you need to command a mountain to be picked up and thrown into the sea, he clothes you with that kind of authority. He clothes you with that kind of wherewithal to get the job done. And so we understand that Jesus wanted to go out into the boat because the disciples were afraid of the wind, again, of the trial, right, of the places where they at. They thought they were going to die. They were unsure. And Jesus comes walking and then thought it was a ghost. They'd never experienced anything like that before. Matter of fact, it was against every law of of natural, you can't walk on water. The only way you can get from one side to the other is by a boat or by something that floats. And so it was outside their mindset of how to function in a storm in the middle of the sea. And here comes Jesus walking on the water to completely change the mindset that they were in. And I'm telling you, we are in the day where God wants to change your mindset of how to approach the problem, to approach the trial, of how to approach praying for change, praying for things to be different tomorrow. He wants to change how we approach things. Lazarus was dead in the grave for days. And when people are dead in graves, it's over with. But God has authority over death. Amen? And when he says, Lazarus, come forth, he is releasing a heart of God on the earth from heaven. And the power of God is released through the words and changes the circumstance. And a man that was dead is now alive. Those are the kinds of things that prayer achieves. Those are the kinds of things that he wants you to have firsthand experience with. And that's our path ahead. That's the path of where we're going in the dark times where the media is saying things are going to get really bad this winter. Well, my God says that when things get bad, he arises. My Bible says that he uses all things for good, for those who love him and are called according to his purposes. And so I'm looking at this next, yeah, things may get changed in my life, in our life. Maybe we can't assemble as a body of believers like we have because of uh, an announcement from a government official, but we can pray. And we can release the word of God and change the atmosphere. We can pray with gratitude and thanksgiving as sons come to a father and say, I appreciate you. I love that you're in my life. Uh, you are so valuable to me. You are so perfect in who you are. And then we can pray in repentance and say, God, I messed up. 
And I'm not, I'm sorry. And I just don't seem to have the ability without your hand in my life to overcome this. And then we can pray as the warrior of authority and say, God, this is wrong. And I'm joining my heart with your heart. I'm joining my spirit with your spirit. I'm joining my thoughts with your thoughts. And when heaven and earth become one, change. Change. And so, as we are in these days, if you haven't prayed for an hour a week, try it. Spend 20 minutes three different times during the day. And if you've prayed for an hour, try two hours. And I'm here to tell you the heart of God is answering prayer. The heart of God wants you to personally know and understand that the reason the thing changed was because you prayed. Be specific about your prayer. Be very specific. Rise up in the authority that God has given you in his word. Release his word into the atmosphere and don't give up. Don't let it be a five-minute prayer. Don't let it be a five-second prayer. Determine within who you are what is critical path. What is the one or two or five or ten things that need your focus, that you're expecting God to unfold his authority and his power before you and experience I know the reason that change is because God answered my prayer. God answered my cry because I joined my heart with him. And I let him operate and function on this earth through me. And he becomes a greater treasure and a, gr and a greater uh, uh, experience in your life. And so this winter is about seeing change in a very positive way. Because I don't believe that God would allow uh, the things that are coming upon the earth to be unchecked or uh, resting in a place that his authority can't change. Amen? Yes. Are we good? I'm going to leave you with Mark chapter 11, verse 22. Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt, but believes that those things which he said are done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Those are Jesus' words to the people of our day when he says, I'm going to show myself strong in your midst. I'm going to answer your prayer. I'm going to speak to the fear. I'm going to speak to the oppression. I'm going to speak to the anxiety. I'm going to speak to the places that are of the devil and I'll allow it to go so far and then I shall arise Amen Amen, Amen. Praise the Lord All of you who are online I hope it's met your heart this morning uh, I hope God is 
encouraging you to pray more in a, in a really brutally honest way. And uh, remember, we're coming into a season of thanksgiving, so I encourage you to pray those kinds of prayers of gratitude and thanksgiving. But also, the Word of God says that there's no man that's perfect. Deal with your sin. Deal with the rebellion. Deal with the places uh, where you know God has been fingering, needing to change. It's between you and Him. It's between you and the Father. And the change that happens and the freedom and the deliverance that is experienced is like no other. Amen? Amen. And then, stand on the wall. Stand on the wall as an intercessor and release His word into the atmosphere and expect a global change. Global. Amen. Amen? Not just between you and your family, though that's really important. Not between you and just your little, where you fellowship. God is able to change the global situation by the releasing of one word. And he's asked you to participate with him. So I hope this has been real and tangible for you this morning. I believe it's critical path uh, of where we need to go. We can talk about all the things of the natural, but really it's a condition of the heart. And if the heart changes, life is different. Life is different. Amen? Thank you for wearing your masks. I really appreciate that because it shows you care. And it shows that you're on board.